Now then, 7.36, one of the major concerns raised before the Pyeongchang Winter Olympics, aside from the cost of hosting this event, was the expected environmental damage, with tens of thousands of trees being cleared from the mountain forest of Gariwang to set up a downhill ski slope. One of the voices raising those concerns, going back years, Ben Jackson, Korea Expose's environment editor. Thank you very much for joining us. Morning, how are you? Yeah, well, good, thank you. Can you start, perhaps, though, by telling us more about Mount Gariwang uh, in Gangwon province, obviously, its ecological values, why it's so valuable or why it was so valuable? Yeah, um, well, I mean, a lot of the forest is still left, uh, to be fair. They haven't uh, knocked down the whole lot. They've kind of carved a big scar down the mountainside for the ski slope. This is a forest that's been protected for at least 500 years, so going back to the, the Chozon uh, dynasty and um it was protected by the by royal authority in those days so um obviously these days it's left in a was left in a pristine condition uh, which is something of a rarity in national terms it was legally designated a protected area because of its ecological value but that designation was lifted especially for the olympics when when i drive through Gangwon province um, I see a lot of trees <laughs> it seems to be almost endless forests and, and mountainsides and I just wonder if you can clarify for anyone else who's possibly had the same thought what's the problem with just creating a small area for skiing among all that forested area yeah that's a good point I mean it's uh, Gangwon province is one of the the least developed so the, the, the flip side of that is that uh, it has one of the the most pristine natural environments left obviously that's that's not everywhere there, there have been um, pockets of damage but um, you know to the untrained eye forest is forest but you have to remember that lots of Korea was um, reforested and this is not connected to economic development so much as you know denuded hillsides um, from the days when people used to gather firewood and they, they didn't have other ways of heating their homes. So, you know, in the mid to late 20th century, there was a lot of reforestation. So, yeah, you drive through Kangwon province, you'll see lots of forested hillsides, which is great, but not all not all of it is very old, whereas uh, Kariwangsan is, as I said, you know, several centuries old, which gives it a whole, a whole lot of uh, different... Uh, flora and fauna, and especially the the trees were very old, which is something of a rarity to find so many of those in, in such high concentration. So, well, the government seemed to recognise concerns. Yeah, coming up with a plan to restore the area after the games. I mean, one of the plans that I read about before the games was that they would try to move trees back like we've seen yeah. in other parts of the world, like the United States, but that critics were saying if you remove the the topsoil and you're left with rock, it'll just be dead earth and, and it'll take centuries to be restored. Is there any update on that situation? Yeah, the reports aren't good, unfortunately. Um, there were promises, you know, in order to get this plan approved, uh, and possibly to assuage the, the opinions of environmentalists, there were promises made that the forest would be so-called restored. And obviously, you know, something that's evolved over centuries, you can't just uh, restore it through artificial means. But one of the mitigation measures they took was to transplant about 272 of the, the most valuable trees 
to another location where they're being uh, they're supposed to be being looked after. Uh, but reports are that they're not being looked after very well. Lots of them are dying. And obviously looking after trees is um, you know, old trees that have been in the same soil, same situation for su- such a long time. You really have to, to put a lot of um, a lot of targeted, uh, well-researched uh, and caring effort into preserving them. It doesn't appear that that's happened. You know, on the flip side of this, this is part of me that thinks, you know, construction has been in the hundreds of billions of won. And you, and you think if you're going to go to all that trouble to, to create a ski slope, you might as well just keep it there and uh, and try to get some benefits from it rather than losing the ski slope and still failing to properly reforest the area. Uh, it seems like then everyone loses. Yeah, that's true. I mean... Uh, obviously, the, with these things, it's a question of time. So, a lot, you know, nature recovers if you let it. Um, this thing took 500 years to develop, but if you give it another 500 years, it probably would come back in, in some form or other. Uh, it's just in terms of the bigger question, uh, Korea is a, a very small, very heavily, densely populated country. Uh, it's developing its infrastructure very quickly. And the question is, how far do we want to go with this? You know, do do we need to start being more systematic about leaving some areas and just saying, okay, it's best to keep our, our hands off this? In mm. terms of, as you say, you know, the economic investment, sure, you could argue that. And some people I talked to in, in Kangwon province were saying that. You know, I asked them what the opinion was about the, the um, deforestation. And they said something similar to what you just said. It's, um, if it's only going to be for a, a couple of weeks and then no economic benefits going to come from it after that, then, yeah, we're not really in favor. But if it's going to keep contributing to the local economy, and as I said, Kangwon is one of the less economically developed provinces, then they weren't so opposed to it. Yeah. Well, because there's, there's great appeal, I think, in skiing down a, a downhill slope that you know was used for an Olympic event. And and I would hope that Pyeongchang will make the most of that uh, appeal in the coming months years every ski season pretty much um just just quickly on why this area was used in the first place the international ski competition rules stipulate uh, a minimum vertical drop of a ski slope should be 800 meters which wasn't available in other venues uh in gangwondo apparently was there though a good alternative solution that should have been considered well you know korea is a country that's excellent at building things um, it, you know, it's got wonderful construction technology and I think it's quite feasible especially given the, the overall budget that was poured into these Olympics that they could have added a structure that gave an extra 100 metres to, to the top of an existing ski slope you know, in other circumstances you could say oh yeah that's, uh, that's too expensive you know, not realistic but you have to bear in mind just how much money was thrown at these Olympics anyway um, so, yeah, I think there were alternatives. They would have been unconventional, but um, it depends how much value you attach to what was destroyed to create, uh, you know, the Kariwang sand slope. It's it's not something that um, I've heard of with the Winter Olympics. Maybe it has happened before. I know you said it's unconventional, but the idea of creating an artificial slope uh, yeah. doesn't seem to match the, the whole mystique of downhill skiing. That's right. But, I mean, you have to remember that uh, the Winter Olympic uh, culture itself develops mostly in the Alps, the, the European Alps. 
uh, which are a completely different topographical uh, kettle of fish. So mm. if they're transplanted into, into somewhere like uh, South Korea, um, does that justify destroying some very valuable uh, parts of the, the natural landscape? You, I mean, you, you were raising a very important question, which is going forward, how do we continue to protect the environment? Do you think it's possible in hindsight to say, well, look, this was a special one-off. You're only hosting the Winter Olympics, mm-hmm. uh, well, at most once every few decades. Uh, they, they only come around every four years, and uh, I, I doubt Pyeongchang's going to host the Olympics for another 20 years at least or so. Um, so... Yeah. So can we just say, well, that was an exception, and it doesn't have to set a precedent for any other kind of construction? Yeah, well, I mean, we're, it's happened now, so we're certainly going to have to, to spin it as some kind of exception, hopefully. Um, you know, you would hope that they, they don't go and do this again for, um, for future events. As I said, I mean, it, it comes down to a basic question of how much value you attach to things, and it is very difficult to attach, certainly financial or monetary value to uh, a forest, you know, you get scientists and, and ecologists arguing how valuable it is. But um, in the current scheme of things, it's it's very hard for that to match the um, the economic arguments. Obviously, in this case, it was more of a, a kind of event-based prestige argument as well. Yeah, you know? exactly. Well, there's elements of the Olympics which go beyond money as well, of course, um, which is yeah. what you've just touched on there with the prestige. It's, a, it's yeah. a delicate question, and thank you for helping us raise it this morning. Ben Jackson, Korea Expose Environment Editor. Great to have you with us on the line. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.